Hello, and welcome to episode number 27 of the Thundering Herds podcast. Today, we will be talking a whole lot about the TCU head football coach uh, search, which they've had a need for since they've lost the great Gary Patterson. Um, We might talk a little bit about the Cowboys' huge win today, but other than that, this episode is going to be pretty short. Today, we will start off with the most important coaching candidate for the TCU Horn Frogs football team, and that's Neon Dion Primetime Sanders, who is the court, who is the uh, head coach of the Jackson State football team, who has gone thirteen and one in the last two years, and has the twenty sixth best recruiting class of any college football team, only being in FBS, which is extremely impressive. So, yeah, let's get this started, Dad. Uh, his brand of football. I don't know his brand of football yet. I don't know it either. It seems to be a winning I'm formula. Pretty sure, I'm pretty sure this might sound weird, but I'm pretty sure it's pretty traditional um, from what I'm seeing. If, if Jackson State is similar to his Trinity High School football team that he coached his son with at Trinity High School in Cedar Hill, Texas... Um, it's a, it's pretty traditional. It's a normal, I'd say, West Coast style football, like uh, like the excuse me, Kansas City Chiefs, all those good teams in the NFL right now. Uh, those good, amazing offenses. So what makes him such a strong candidate? Oh, Name he, recognition. He's Dion. Yeah, he'll bring. He'll. I mean, it goes to show the fact that he'll bring good recruiting class because he brought it to. A small Jackson State University FBS team who's gone 13-1. 26th overall. That's better than that's better than so many FCS teams, you know? How long would he stay? Wait, is it FCS or FBS? FBS. That's worse. It's FBS. It is? The, yeah, I was that's what I was Sam Houston State. Pretty sure, and, yeah. Uh, Abilene Christian and North Dakota State and all those kind of schools. Yeah. So, my, my question is, does he come in here? Does he take over for the program? It's going to go one of two ways, in my opinion. I don't see him being here more than five years. Okay. And the reason I don't see him being here more than five years, if he does a great job, he'll want to coach Florida State if that job ever comes open. And Florida State's been floundering for a while. That would be his dream job, I think. That's probably true. So if he does great, he's out of here in five years. If he does horrible, he's out of here in five years. If it's a complete flop, he may be out of here before that. So are we spoiled because we had Coach Patterson for 20 years? Absolutely. Should we expect the next coach to come in here to be four or five years and use TCU as a springboard to the next job? Um... I don't know. TCU has, well, Gary Patterson put TCU on the map as, and as a as a very influential, important Texas college football team. TCU has gotten up there with Texas Tech, University of Texas. I wouldn't say A and M because that's SEC. They're probably more famous, but. They've gotten their name out there. They've won a significant amount of games. They're not a a run-of-a-mill normal football team. They're a pretty good football 
school now because of Coach Patterson, and I think that Dion could even improve on that because Dion's going to bring amazing recruits. Zach Evans is vouching for the hiring of Dion. What the our only five star recruit since Ladanian Tomlinson. I, I'm I'm pretty sure that Dion is going to be a huge influence on the amount of four and five star players that come to this school and in a direct correlation to the amount of wins we'll have as a football team. Well, it, it, it comes down to the success that TCU's had. Coach Patterson was an amazing defensive coach and a lot of what he did at TCU there are a lot of pro teams that are actually using his scheme. Um, a lot of the innovation that he has, a lot of things that he brought forward. The difference between Dion's administration and Coach Patterson's administration is Dion is going to have the name recognition to have the five-star recruits who want to come play for primetime. Coach Patterson went out and got the guys who were the two-star and three-star athletes in the football players in the state who had hopes of playing at A&M, who had hopes of playing at Texas, and didn't get an offer. He brings them in here and takes a running back and turns them into a linebacker. He takes a tight end and turns them into a defensive end. He went after athletes, and then once he got here, he figured out how to use them. That shouldn't be a problem if Dion comes in here because Dion's going to be recruiting some of the most talented guys in the state of Texas just because they want to play with him. Um, but... Hey, that's all great. Until you got to have a plan, though. For this program to get to where it should be and it could be, he's got to be Oklahoma. He's got to be not Oklahoma State. I, you know what? The years that they went 11 and 1, well, I 11 said, and I 2, said not 12 and 0. They're not going to have to play Oklahoma. Well, they will for the next couple of years. Unless that changes and they, they get out of here before that. But. You've got to win your conference. This Big Twelve, the re, the, the re, uh, the re um, assembly reconstruction of the Big Twelve with Texas and Oklahoma leaving, and Cincinnati and who else is coming in? BYU. Uh, can't think of who else. Was it one of the Florida teams is coming in here? I mean. It, they're going to have a competitive team. They're still going to be a Big Five conference. I'm just worried that that Dion is really only going to be here as long as his son is here. And if a job comes open like a Florida State, okay. he's going to be gone. Yeah, I can see that. But he'd still have a huge influence on the school. Like, oh, Dion Sanders is willing to go coach at TCU. You know? He's got a house not far from there. That's what I'm saying. Well, like... he's He's been here since he was a Dallas Dallas Cowboy. This has yeah, been his place. Yeah, but if TCU is big enough for Deion Sanders, it's big enough for any other big coach. You understand what I'm saying? He's the best quarterback of all time. He's the, one of the most important football players in, in the history of football. He... He created... A sense of being able to show your personality on the field, being able to celebrate, all that yeah, stuff. That's He's fantastic. a huge part of football, and him coaching at little old TCU is going to bring a lot of attention to TCU. Dion at little old Jackson State 
can bring in a ton of athletes and can out athletic anybody in that conference. That's anybody what I'm in the seeing. competition. But you can't out athletic Oklahoma and you can't out athletic Ohio State and you can't out athletic uh, Georgia and Alabama. But what if you can? What if you can bring comparable athletes to your college and still have good coaching behind that? How's that working for Cincinnati right now? What do you mean? They're not a big enough name to even get the respect. Cincinnati's going to be coming to the Cincinnati's Big 12. Cincinnati's not in a Power 5 conference. But they're undefeated. They're not in a Power 5 conference. Yeah, UCF was undefeated three years in a row, and they didn't make it. Look at the reconstruction of the Big 12. Look at the reconstruction of the Big 12. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. What does that do to the visibility of the Big 12? Oh, it's still a Power 5 conference. Yeah. Oklahoma State is a top 10 team. Iowa State was a top 10 team coming into the year. They have respect. They get recognition. Does adding BYU and Cincinnati do enough to replace Liberty, Texas, and Oklahoma? It'll just make those teams more important. I, 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 just, I just think that football Cincinnati is Cincinnati might be a top 10 actual comparable to these SEC teams team, but they'll never get that respect because they're not in a Power 5 conference. That's just how the NCAA Division One football Final four people who judge the college football playoff people are. They might actually be as good as an Alabama, but they're not going to get that respect. These teams, it's like we talk about in the NFL. All these teams have amazing football players. They're all amazing. But it comes down to coaching, it comes down to game plan, and it comes down to like your overall scheme. Does it? Yes. Four These years. are all amazing football players. Four years ago, Jackson, TCU was third going into the final poll to make the the tournament for the Why national you, championship. I know exactly what you're going to say. And they you're ended just, up sixth. They got voted out. Why? Because they're little TCU. That's and they exactly don't have the what I'm saying. You're literally making the argument that I just said. I just said that. So, Dion changes all that? Is that what you're saying? If Dion I didn't comes say changes here, all that. They'll get more respect because Dion is such an influential football name. So Dion, on his own, his own merits, and his, his he'll bring people, Dad. So he brings people, people. Will come here. But does TCU end up getting respect just because of Dion Sanders' name? No. They get the benefit of the doubt if they're one. The, of the benefits other of him being Dion Sanders. Not just the fact that he is. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I don't see it happening. I don't see unless you have an Ohio State, an Alabama, a Georgia. Unless you're one of those teams that's got that big name, and occasionally a Notre Dame you don't, or a you Michigan. You don't see. You don't see in the future an elite cornerback or an elite defensive player who's like, "Holy crap! I have the opportunity to play for Deion Sanders." A top five defensive player of all time. Who do you think they're going to pick? University of Oklahoma or playing for Deion Sanders? If they still have the same coach at Oklahoma and the same program Lincoln at Riley Oklahoma? in offensive mind? No. They're, they would play for Deion Sanders. Mm. Okay. I, I, think, I think that argument is moot unless he comes here. That's I exactly... See- 
I want to see what happens. If Dion decides, <laughs> decides to come to TCU, I want to see what he can do, how quickly he can turn this program around. Just bringing in athletes at Jackson I State think, I don't, is I different don't than bringing in around, athletes at TCU and having a scheme. I don't think scheme. turning around is the right phrase because we're already a top 25 school to play college football at. Four and six this year. It just has to do with... I just don't know how to explain this. The last, let's say, 10 years, I'd say we're a top 15 program, but these last couple of years have been bad. I don't don't think turning around is the right kind of thing. Turning around is the Texas Rangers. I don't think... I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's gotten that bad. You don't. So we're going to squeak out two more wins and somehow make a bowl and be six and six? You know, because college sports are way different. Because you don't have to pay these players. You don't have to manage a salary cap. You can... Your class of, let's say, 2022, which is this year, if you get a good class coming in... Your school, your program will be, if they're all amazing, will be turned around in two, three years. You're right. It's never the same four, five, or six teams that play for the national championship every single year. It's always a bunch of new teams that replenish and bring in new guys. Did that have any idea? Did that have any relevance to what I was talking about at all? Yeah, we we never see the same things over and over again. There was no relevance. We never see an Alabama or a Clemson or a Georgia or a North Carolina. Listeners. Did, did what he just say have any relevance to what I just said? It did. What you're saying is you could come in and turn over a program. You can, and, and so where are these programs? I'm talking about one, no, I'm not talking about turning around a program. I'm talking about one year if you have five or six players that come to your school. Okay. Your team's going to be better in a couple of years. What That's te- how it works. What teams have done that? Name, name. I'm saying hypothetically. Oh, hypothetically is great, but show me, show me the baby. I mean, for crying out loud, what program in the last four or five years came from nowhere and made what it to the final? What does this have to do with Deion Sanders? Can Deion Sanders do that? Can Deion Sanders get TCU back to winning a conference championship and getting them into the conversation for a national championship? That's what I'm asking. When's the last time TCU won a conference championship? How many times do you think they they've won it three the Big Twelve like twice and they've won the they won the Mountain West when they played for the Rose Bowl against Wisconsin and finished second in the country and they were undefeated. They were in the conversation for the national championship because they were a great team back then. They they've. Okay. Been in the final three, the final four. They've had a couple of 12-win seasons, a 13-win season. They've done this before. Coach Patterson was able to do it because he had a system in place. I haven't seen them in a long time win a Big 12 championship. It's been a, it's been a few years, but they've gone to some bowls. They finished in the top the 25. Year that they didn't even, the year that they finished sixth, they didn't even win the Big 12 because they lost to Baylor. In one of the most amazing games I've ever seen. What do you mean? That was a down-to-the-wire game. Both Baylor and TCU were amazing that year. Yeah, they were. Was that RG3 year? 
It might have been Archie 3. I don't remember. It was the quarterback. I think we're straying further away from the point, and I'm unable to see where your point's connecting to what we were talking about. So I think it's probably time to move on to the next. Wow. No, like, I'm being serious. That was tough and rude. I don't know where you were going with what you were talking about. I didn't have any, I didn't see any direct correlation. So let's just talk about something that we can agree on. Um, the Dallas Cowboys are the best football team in the NFL because they had three picks on defense. They blocked a freaking punt for a touchdown. They the offense looked unbelievable. Yeah, the Falcons the Falcons suck, but they beat them by forty. They held them to three with Cordero Patterson. And all that crazy crap. He's been getting, what, 20 fantasy points a game? What did he have, like, two? I don't know. Crazy week, man. I didn't get to watch a lot of it because as soon as I saw that they were up 18 at the end of the first quarter, I just stopped watching because I knew it wasn't even going to be close. How did Michael Parsons play? Uh, He was all over the place. All over the place again. Had a sack, lots of tackles. He did. The all three of the starting defensive backs, all the three of them got a pick. All three Jordan of them Lewis, Andy Jordan Brown, Lewis played the Diggs. best of all of them. Jordan Lewis was all over the Anthony field. Anthony Brown is having a hell of a season. He is that interception. He's better he... than Trayvon Diggs. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he doesn't not. have the ball skills like him, but his coverage is much better. Well, it's about time he showed up. The last couple of years, the first couple That's of years true. with the Cowboys, yeah. he wasn't great. I think I think Well, it's hard to be a first second year cornerback. The competition in in uh, college football at wide receiver is not even comparable to the NFL. But Brown doesn't get the number 1 wide receiver. No, he doesn't. So he he gets the guy in well, the slot. That's not particularly and sometimes true. Sometimes he gets a tight end. Because sometimes he gets a running back. Our, num- our number 1 corner, which is Diggs right now, he doesn't travel with wide receivers. He plays the left side of the de- oh Technically, the right side of the defense, left side of the offense. He plays. He doesn't move. So, Brown will get the number one receiver. His pick today was against... Was it Pitts? I think it was Pitts. Both of the... Uh, Diggs was against Pitts, too. That was a horrible throw. He terrible. just went up and made a great catch. That was, that was a really good catch. But, uh, yeah. I was extremely impressed by the performance. We had two sacks today, but we were... We were in the backfield around Ryan. Sacks don't matter. And every single play. Well, I, I like our to see Our offense was also never on the field because as soon as we got the ball, we scored. It was crazy. Yeah, but we had like minutes of time. And we only heard him to three point, held him to three points. Well, it's because we won by 40, Dad. Of course we had the ball more than they did. You want to hear a controversial opinion from me on this one? What? Uh, we had the ball for 37 minutes. They had it for 21 or 22. Okay. Um... Forty-three to three. Uh huh. That was the most ho hum, boring. I was not impressed. I was not impressed with the win because, honestly, I think our running game right now sucks. Um, well, we didn't run the ball a ton. Every time we only averaged three yards a carry for the for the Who entire years. Well, they have a good run defense. Like do I they, said, do they? They have the thirty-first rated defensive line in the entire NFL. They get no pressure on the quarterback. They have Who the fewest. Cares? They have the fewest tackles for loss in the entire Who NFL. Who cares? 
We won by 40. We, won we by make 40. adjustments to what's not working. We the won. running game wasn't working, so we threw the ball for 327 and three touchdowns. If the Who Fal- cares how we win? If, if we Falcons, win by 40, it doesn't matter. Falcons did the same thing the Cowboys did last week. They went for it on fourth down when they really didn't need to, and the momentum shift changed. And when the Cowboys made their fourth and four, and and the Atlanta had had been stopped on their fourth and seven, that was the momentum shift. Why would they go for it on fourth and seven? That because was so dumb. the coach said going at, at, at halftime, his interview at halftime said they knew that they were going to have to score points. They were in our end of the field. It was a little bit too far for a field goal. A punt does them absolutely no good. They were going to go for it. So they had some balls. They went for it. But then the whole momentum switched after that, and we pinned our ears back, and we were getting in the backfield, and we were running old Matt Ryan around like a crazy person back there. He, I don't think he ever got comfortable on any single. The defense was the impressive part of the game. Our offense really was not great. I mean, I know we put up a lot of we put up a lot of points, but I just I think a lot of that was mistakes that were made by Atlanta that put us in advan- advantageous I situations. Can, I can see that our defense and did, our running game's got to get better. Our defense did set us up for success for sure, but when you see forty three points on the board and only one of those touchdowns was scored by a team other than the offense. Yes, it was scored by special teams. Do we have 36 at the half? Yeah, but Cooper Rush also played half the second half. No, he didn't. He played the fourth quarter. That is half of the second half. Less than half. Less less than the... He, I think Dak actually did the first drive in the fourth quarter. Who I mean, cares? Cooper, Cooper only had three three passing attempts, and then they brought Clement in to run. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Our defense scored 36 I mean, offense scored 36. That's a lot of points, okay? It doesn't matter how the points are scored. Zeke had two rushing touchdowns. Yes, he was 11 for 39. Who cares? He got the job done when he needed to get it done. It's not like he only scored from one yard out. Who had an overall? Dak ran that ball in from, what, 11 yards out? Great play. Three great passing touchdowns. Who had an overwhelmingly amazing statistical game? CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb only had 90 yards receiving. 97 and two touchdowns. Where's the jump off the page stats? It was That's a very jump off the page oh, stat. Yeah? No. 697, tw- 697 and two. That's amazing. 20, what, what was it? 28 for 32. 327 and three touchdowns. No. That's an amazing game. Jack only had 297 yards passing. He didn't have 300 yards passing. And he wasn't 27 <laughs> of 32. Yeah, let me look at this. Yeah, look at his stats. That's what I'm doing right now. You don't have to look at it, too. He didn't have 300 yards passing, Jackson. Two, 24 for 31, 296, and two touchdowns. It's still a great game. I don't know what you're smoking on right now. I just didn't think that the game was. I mean, look at the look at the stats in here. Lamb had ninety four yards receiving and two touchdowns. Okay, great. 
and Pollard had 56, Cooper had 51, Gallup had 42, then 18, 15, 15, 14, 7, and 5. Big deal. We only had two receiving touchdowns Dad. in the game. Two receiving touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. That sounds pretty balanced Three to rushing me. touchdowns, because Dak had one. Yeah. Well, I don't see the problem here. They got the job done. They scored 36, Dad. So, 36. My question... That's a lot of points. My question is this. The second half... Why are you mad about the defense and the offense working together to win games? I thought the defense that. got three turnovers... They gave up three points. I have no problem and with they the forced, defense. And they forced, what, two punts? The defense played great. They only gave up 217 they yards the entire game. to win games. Special teams played well, but the offense, it was boring. It was a boring, boring game. You know why it was boring? Because they were consistently playing good the whole time. There wasn't any spikes in amazing, no spikes bad. They were consistent. They worked together to win the game. Okay, That's so good football. Where was this last week? It wasn't. You have bad weeks, Dad. It was one bad week. And you know what's crazy? The Eagles are beating the crap out of the Broncos right now. The Eagles suck. So do the Broncos. But we got beat. It happens. You know what? You know why? So what, they, this, they what does this say about the Falcons and what does this say about us? The Falcons suck. You beat the bad teams by a lot. You pl- you beat the good teams. There's a bad team in here last week kicked our ass thirty to nothing. Stop playing devil's advocate. You're a Cowboys fan. I am a Cowboys fan. You're... But I just look at it and say these last two weeks this was Jekyll and Hyde. We I think we're, <laughs> I... we're eight. We're seven and two. Yeah, what but... what are you are you smoking crack? No, I'm not smoking crack. This this game here is great if this shows up in the playoffs. But I'm telling you right now, unless they fix this running game and figure out what's going on with their offensive line. They're without give, a left tackle. And give Connor Williams is having the worst season of his career. It's not, it, their offensive line hasn't been great. Biadich is above, is below average. Lyle Collins is not playing well. Terrence Steele is a better right tackle than Lyle Collins. That's saying something. The offensive line has not been great, but we won by 40. There's nothing to be mad at this week. I'm not mad at it. I'm looking at it from 10,000 feet. I'm looking at it with a critical eye and saying, when you get ready to get in the playoffs and you're playing the, the Packers of the world, the L.A. Rams of the world, the Arizona Cardinals of the world, you're getting your ass beat. The Rams and the Cardinals have played terribly recently. The Packers have not played well the last two weeks. They're heavily injured. We played the Buccaneers to the last second where we should have won that game. I don't see anything that we should be extremely worried about at all. Our our entire team is playing great football. All right, and that's what I. That's well, let's take, that's let's, the only let's, thing let's I care a, about. Let's take a look at something here. Let's take a look at. I want to look at the remainder of the season real quick, and we'll end on this. We will end after we take a look at this. Okay, so we got the Chiefs next in Kansas City. That's a win. You know, the Chiefs could explode at any moment. Who knows? Their, their defense sucks. Our offense right. has been Then great. we get the Raiders on Thanksgiving. That's a win. The Raiders are kind of a train wreck. They have not been playing well. 
Oh, the Saints. The Saints, they haven't played any good teams. They Yes, they did beat the Buccaneers, but then they, the Washington they, football team just beat the Buccaneers. So They played the Titans to the belt. They don't have a quarterback. Simeon actually played pretty well. He actually played better than the quarterback of the Tennessee Titans did. I see that as a win. I don't care. Ten and two. Then we got Washington, the Giants, and Washington. And then we get, then, then we have have the Cardinals and the Cardinals. I'm telling you. Well, Kyler the, Murray will probably be back by then. The games I'm worried That's about be on the schedule game. that I think are potential losses are the Chiefs, no, the Saints, and no. the Cardinals. No. The, the, what do what do those what do the Saints? The Saints are not a playoff team. What do the Saints and the Cardinals have in common? The quarterbacks are they can play defense. They can play The Cardinals defense. defense sucked. The only reason the Cardinals lost today is because they're playing with Colt McCoy as their thirty one to like ten, Dad. Their rushing defense was wor- was terrible. It's a one off. Same as it's it's the same thing as the Denver game. Yeah. It's the same thing as the Denver game. Are you we, admitting that it was just one bad game, or are you just are what, you saying that it's the worst thing in the world? No, what I'm saying is, is we don't know. There he can't are, make up his mind. No, what I'm saying is, is Jackson, we don't know who's good, who's going to come out of this thing. There are in the NFC, in the NFC right now, looking at it real quick. <clears throat> it's going to be Dallas, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Arizona, and the Rams. Those are the teams that are going to be battling for this thing. And unless we end up with the best record and we have home field advantage all the way through in a bye week, I think one of those teams gets us one of those teams gets us on the road. If we play the Buccaneers again, we're we're beating the Buccaneers. I, I if see... we play them in Tampa Bay, we lose. No. No. Sure. I disagree. I completely dis I one hundred percent disagree. Um I also think we beat the Packers. Because Aaron Jones is a very important part of that team. He's probably out for the season. Aaron Rodgers can't decide whether he's a good quarterback or not. Their defense, yes, it's really good. Their defense secondary is, really is great. That'll be a really good game. We are beating the Cardinals, though. And we are beating the Rams. They, they started off so hot. But they've played... They have not played well the last four weeks. Even with Kyler Murray. With Matthew Stafford on those teams. But OBJ's going there, so that'll fix everything, not, right? No, no. I see the Cowboys as, okay, second best team in the NFL, well, in, in the NFC, behind the Packers, but I can see them beating the Packers. Do you want to go to Green Bay if they have home field advantage and play the playoff game Absolutely to go to the Super not. Bowl? No. But it'll be, it, it'd be a good game. It would. It, it'd, it'd, be a good it'd probably end up with the Packers destroying our football dreams. Like they have the last ten years of Cowboys football history, but you know I'd love to see <coughs> that battle. Um, but in in the AFC, the Bills haven't played good recently either, so it's hard no, to tell. I'm, I'm telling you, it's the Tennessee Titans to win or lose. The Titans are good, man. Yeah, the Titans are good. <laughs> the Titans and, are good, and and they will get a healthy Henry back before the season is over with. In and the playoffs, he'll be back. He'll, be Pro- back he'll probably be back a couple of games before the season is up. He'll probably still rush for a thousand yards. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably, he's at nine hundred something right now, so all he'll need is a couple of games yeah. to get himself ready for the playoffs. But this was a really long one, and I'm sorry you didn't understand my whole TCU analogy. With it was Miles a little Sanders. confusing. You went off on a little bit of a 
moment there, but I just I just wonder whether or not I thought he's going to measure up to visual football. Well, gonna be shorter. 31 minutes. That's a long that's one. That's a long one. That's a long one because you can't shut up. You, neither can you. Well, you keep interrupting me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fine. I'll find next week. I don't know.